A stu- stu- Studio D production. See it <laughs> the weird breeze we feel once the fan okay. blades move okay. will tell us. <laughs> that's okay. why our family she can't do. That's why our family I'm can't sorry. do shit. She is because broke. we can't not joke about it. We can't stop cracking no. wise. No, I no. love that. Phrase. That's why when we do ghost hunting, we need to go just like two of us. Yeah, because with two of us we can shut the fuck up, but with five of us we can't. We need to go alone, except somebody's in a car watching us for so our that we safety. don't get it might be hard even I, like especially you and me mm-hmm. i think or me and anybody because it talk a lot <laughs> except for kelly i'm not gonna disagree <laughs> except for kelly because kelly would be very focused and be like shut up jess yeah stop talking jess yes yeah, so you, you can get only mad go with kelly and then you get mad and then you don't talk because you're like i'm and, being quiet and <laughs> kelly gets what she wants but if <laughs> That's like some shit that I've heard Kyle say. <laughs> but if I went with anybody else, I could totally see all three Sit of down, I want to tell you a story. A really weird and messed up story. With murdering ghosts and gobbly ghouls. It's all really fucked up, so don't you be fooled. It's after. everyone welcome to f family story time i'm salem and, and i'm jess yeah and i'm Belle. all right and so you might think this is a little weird missing hannah but uh unfortunately i have not yet passed my certification for button <laughs> pushing and i did not properly push the record button so I mean, did they ask the right people? Because if they asked me, I'd certify you in yeah, button pushing. Um, yeah, well, I'm hoping the fact that I wasn't certified means that I won't fire myself. Oh, so, okay. um, but because of that, we m- didn't record the entire first half of our episode. Yay! Um, Yay! As, as the middle child, part of me thinks that Salem did it on purpose. Well... Because I want to spend more time with you. It was a passive-aggressive way to be able to spend time with my family. Good save. Yeah, so um, I'm actually amazed that in the three years that we've been doing that, I don't know if anybody had realized, but in September it was our three-year anniversary. And in the three years that we've been doing that, this, doing this and that, (laughs) I have not done this before now. It kind of surprises me. But... um, here we are. We're re-recording our first half. You missed some really great, funny conversation, but... But, you know, now I can fix all the mistakes I made the first time and make new mistakes this time. Yeah. So it makes it fun and exciting, right? Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Yes. So so this is episode number 73. No. Yeah. What time is it? Wildcats. <laughs> so, Good um... high school musical reference, well. <laughs> By the time you guys listen to this, it will be after Thanksgiving. I hope that you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving, that you ate lots of turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes. Stuffing is gross. I know. Whatever it is that you like. Most people think (laughs) turkey is gross. Or tofurkey if you're tofurkey. Vegetarian or Or just something better. Green bean casserole. If you like that disgusting sludge, go for it. I like green bean casserole more than stuffing. If you're... 
mashed potatoes if, all the way. If you're Native American, if you want to just cry about what happened to your ancestors, that's a good thing to that's, do on Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, that's a good time for it. Thanksgiving. Yay. Giving thanks. <sighs> all right. Well, let's get into our story now. <laughs> the day the English immigrants stopped killing Native indigenous people and forced them to cook them dinner instead. <laughs> and then continued to kill them right after. Eat your food before I kill you. Anyway, oh, who wants crazy. to know about Jerome, Arizona? Yeah, yeah, well, actually, so who's telling the story this week? Jess. Yeah. And what is Jess telling us about? So today I'm going to talk about a place, a city. That some claim to be the most haunted city in America. Most say is the most haunted city in Arizona. Nice. And that is the town of Jerome, Arizona. This is what happens when Salem doesn't hit record. Pa, pa, pa. Because this is the... this Because it's dad. Because the, <laughs> the, the buzz level I am is like end of podcast buzz yeah we're we're at the buzz level where we think it's time to relax before we can drive to go home right you know and i'm telling the beginning of the story so you get the full-on i could do the movie phone voice so when i worked at blockbuster we got five free rentals blah 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 blah. and i would call chris and be like what do we want to rent this week and i'd read him the backs of like the new releases and every time it was always movie voice i was always like okay so we have don't go in the cabin On a dark night in Alaska, three college students <laughs> decide to, like, that's how I'd read him the back of every, every single movie. movie. That's and really funny. he was so annoyed, but so amazing because he never said anything. He put up with it for the whole thing. And I could tell he was just like, oh, my God, just stop. Just tell me what the movies are. But he let me do it. Uh-huh. And that's why I married him. Yeah. We got to find the patient ones. <laughs> we have to, all yeah. of us. <laughs> the, one, the ones who, even though they're annoyed, find those things so charming. Yeah, they're so that cute. That they put up with it for, God, it's been 20 years since Chris and I have been together. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that's a long time. Anyway, put up with your ass. All right. It's so, a really long time to put up with my ass. Yeah. Tell me about Jerome, not my ex-husband who couldn't <laughs> put up with my ass. I know they're <laughs> missing. They're missing. Couldn't all... put up with your ass, or was it that you couldn't put up with his ass? I think it was both. Mutual. Little, both. <laughs> We're missing all the amazing Jerome jokes we made the first time. I know. Hannah was quipping in with those. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Bad. Um, all right. So we're gonna start with a little bit of history um, of Jerome, Arizona. It was born in 1972. Okay, sorry. Was it two? She said four. Do you know when Jerome was Wait. born? No, I don't. He was born in 1974. <laughs> I don't know who's born in 1972. How much older than he is you? One year. He was how born much in 1972. <laughs> <laughs> and you wonder why she's divorced. <laughs> Uh, well, I did tell people the first year that Jerome and I were married that we were married on September 19th, and then he heard me tell somebody that. It was like a full year after we married, and he was like, what did you, when did you tell him we were married? And I was like, <laughs> September 19th, and he looks at me all mad, and I was like, what, what's wrong? He's like, we were married on the 9th. 
It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's close. It was super close. <laughs> That's great. So let's talk a little bit about the history of Jerome before we get into the really exciting stories later on. After the break, which it hasn't happened real, yet. Real yeah. quick. Out, outside it's all of, new. Um, <laughs> Nobody's heard this before. Outside of character, did we mention that <laughs> Hannah will be back? <laughs> Hannah is Hannah is asleep, and we will wake her up for the Hannah second Hannah recorded half. the first half on the floor, but she was here. And then she got up and she recorded the second half in the chair and she was doing well, but her back is really killing her. So she decided she could not stay to record, to re-record the first half since I fucked it up. So that's why Hannah's missing. So so pretend... Like progression-wise, all of this that you're listening to right now happened after the end of the podcast. I just didn't want anybody to be caught off guard when Hannah started randomly <laughs> talking in the next like, episode. No, I get the that. next half. Anyway. I get it. It's very confusing. And listen, if you want to be unconfused about time travel, just watch Quantum Leap and you'll totally understand everything. Yeah, watching Quantum Leap. That'll help you be unconfused about our podcast. Yeah, I yeah, see that. Totally. Okay. All right. Let's get to Jerome, Arizona. Jerome, 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 Arizona. So Jerome, Arizona is about 100 miles north of Phoenix. And it was founded, it became Jerome the town in, a, in the late 1800s. But the first inhabitants, the first known inhabitants of that area were the Hohokam, beginning in 7 CE, or Common Era. For those of you who haven't jumped on the science bandwagon, you might think 780. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> and so until about the 1100s, it's believed they occupied the area. The first Europeans to come to the area where Jerome is today were the Spanish conquistadors. And I can't see this is so hard to do a second time. I was just like, <laughs> I was on and like, and now I'm confusing it. And like, did I say that already? Oh, no, that was the last time. Anyway, <laughs> it's like training a class. I got to get into trainer mode where you have to do the same class over and over and over again. Like you've, yeah. like it's new. Yeah. <sighs> so the first Europeans were the conquistadors of Spain to <clears throat> explore that area. In 1821, it became part of Mexico after it won its after Mexico won its independence from Spain. And then in 1848, it became part of the US after the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo, which ended the Mexican-American War. Okay. <clears throat> that wasn't that long ago. It's kind of interesting. No, it wasn't. It's kind of funny to think about, right? Yeah. It wasn't even 200 years ago. No. They weren't even a part of America 200 years ago. Mm -hmm. the, That's where we talked about how we're a baby country. It comes uh, up later. later. Baby, yeah. country. baby country. So if we call back to it, just pretend you heard it already. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> it was real. <laughs> the area where Jerome is is home to two large copper mines. And at the time, in 1848, when the area surrounding Jerome, the area that would become Jerome in the future, was still untouched. So these mines hadn't been excavated, they hadn't been mined, 
um, the conquistadors ignored them because they were sent to look for silver and gold, so they didn't care about the copper. Here's where Salem made some sort of joke, and we got off tangent. But I don't remember what the <laughs> I don't joke even was. What the joke was? But I remember you saying something. Um, so Very just funny. <laughs> insert your own joke here, listeners. Um, in 1876, the first two copper mining claims were filed. And then in 1880, the governor of the Arizona Territory, Frederick A. Tridel, along with mining engineer Frederick F. Thomas, bought those claims. And then in 1883, with the aid of some financiers from New York, they created the United Verde Copper Company and okay. began operations in the mine. The mining camp for those operations that was located on a place called Cleopatra Hill, which is up high above the rest of the town, was named Jerome after the company secretary, Eugene Jerome. So that's where it's got its name. Yep. Okay. I don't know. I couldn't find anything as to why this secretary was worthy of naming a city after, but... You know, okay. maybe they just liked him. So this operation was pretty small. Uh, small smelts that they had, smelter smelt. I think we did this in the last episode. We I should have looked it up in between. Nah. <laughs> smelt. I think it's a smelt. By 1884, the price of copper had dropped 50%, which caused the mine costs to be too much to maintain and the operations ceased. Yeah. That's a big hit. <clears throat> now, by... By this time, when they seized, Jerome had already started to grow and flourish. It had a post office and a schoolhouse by this time. So the town still tried to kind of live, even even without without the the mining operations. And then in 1888, William A. Clark bought the United Verde Properties. He basically just made everything bigger and better. (laughs) So they had a bigger smelter. He constructed a narrow-gauge railway between Jerome and what's called uh, Jerome Junction, where it meets up with larger trains to transport the copper that they mine. And so it became a true mining boomtown. Cool. Now, the population grew from 250 in 1890 to over 2,500 in 1900. Wow. So in 10 years, it, what is, what would it be? It, it was how much times to begin sold. with? 200? What, you have tripled, quadrupled. What would be times 10? Times 10. I think it would just be times 10. <laughs> I <think it> just <laughs> but I want to say it <laughs> tripled. It, but it, 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 it increased it, by 10 percent. It ten tupled. But anyway, <laughs> 10 tupled. And if you think about the times, that's a lot of freaking people back yeah. in the late 1800s, right? Absolutely. That's a big town. The United Verde Mine became the main copper producer in Arizona and employed about 800 men. And it was one of the largest copper mines in the world, producing over 33 tons of copper, gold, silver, and zinc ore from 1876 to 1953. Wow. Experts in this area um, say that that all of that ore is would be worth about one billion dollars at wow. the time. 
Wow, that's almost as big as the Powerball jackpot right now. (laughs) (laughs) And during the 77 years that the mine was in operation, um, over that time, the population grew grew to around 15,000 people. Okay, and like we said before, that was comparable to El Dorado, a little bit more than El Dorado. Which, and it which has, nobody else but us would know. And the larger populations attract more crime, which is part of what leads into why we're talking about Jerome, Arizona. Now. Also just the nature of the town, because like El Dorado, Kansas now is different than it's a school town, whereas like this was a mining mm-hmm. town. And there's yeah. a lot of garbage that goes on in mining towns like back in the late 1800s, mm-hmm. you know. And as we mentioned later in the podcast, like Jerome was truly like what you envision the Wild West to be. Yeah, it was with the it's like, OK, this is the way I envision it. Watch Hell on Wheels and then put that in Arizona rather than Wyoming or even and, or Deadwood in or Arizona. Deadwood. But Hell on Wheels is pretty bad. Hell on Wheels. I just liken it to Hell on Wheels because I can't remember what. I didn't watch a lot of Deadwood, but like the whole, like one of the driving points of that show was building the railroad, which was a dangerous right. job. And they were having to like, at some blast points, blast and, through mm-hmm. mountains and stuff. And I just liken that kind of mentality of all of these men, which it would be the same. I said this before. I always talked about the men, but it's like people, but mm-hmm. it was always men back then, but people the in that position where they're working this really serious, risky, potentially mm-hmm. life-threatening job that eats up their entire life. And well, th- and so that creates such a weird, dark vibe to whatever town all these people live in. Well, and it's like we say later, talking about how these miners were in such horrible conditions. Yeah. Like minimum of 12 hours a day, but there were no set, like yeah. there were no set shift times. And so who knows how long they could be work. And they were basically just working to get paid. So then they could go forget about how shitty their life was and buy booze and gamble and, and have sex, have with- sex with women. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. It's just, I'm but that creates this weird time some- warp episode <laughs> where know, we're talking like about, like we talk about later when we say this. Well, it's really interesting too because all of this shit is happening on the day that we actually change times. Oh yeah, that's so, true. So like right now I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, well, it's not that late, but then I'm like, well, but my body thinks it's a whole hour later. Yeah. So that's why I'm I need like, a it's nap. so confusing. I'm so confused right now. Well, what day is it? I don't think well, I understand. Well, then let's keep going because we're almost to our rest to the stop. Break. Okay. We're almost to our rest stop. But like we were just talking about, like at this point, it was it had churches and businesses. And so, of course, the violent crime was increasing, yeah. creating this like environment for wandering spirits. <laughs> and I think we talk later about the ghost town thing. So cut it out if I already said this, because I can't remember if it was in the first part or the second part. I don't remember. But like one of the one of so when it hit 1950 and the mine closed, the population of Jerome started to dwindle and you know, during these mining eras, so many people lost their lives. There were mining accidents. There were gunfights. There were opium overdoses. There were so many stabbings. 
that happened. It's insane. It's a rough world. That mining town, mm-hmm. that working town with these men that yeah. that are working their lives away, and then you bring in like the the sex workers mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And well, alcohol, one thing that Hannah mentioned yep. before in the recording that we lost is that like a lot of these mining towns were essentially built by brothel owners that like the mining towns yeah. would, would start the, to form like these mines would the, open the camp and then would be the, there. the camp the, would be there yeah, but then, yeah the sex workers would come and from there and the, the money would and flow the and then the, and the, yeah it's like we talk about later about the whole vice yeah, vice businesses or what? I can't remember what you call them. Vice. Oh, I, I said I think I said like vice commodities. Yeah. Um, and this comes from the too many years I spent in the spent in the finance world, but they're recession proof essentially, right? Yeah. Because people will always buy their cigarettes. Mm-hmm. They'll always buy their booze. Even if, if it's sugar. I mean, sugar's sugar, become a major coffee, vice right now. Coffee, coffee. coffee. <laughs> They'll and if they're so disposed they will always pay for their sex workers mm-hmm. if that's the life they were already living they're not going to cut back on that because of yeah. a recession yeah, yeah not everybody does they're... that not everybody gambles but if that's something that yeah. is their vice not everybody drinks not everybody smokes but whatever your vice is i'm sorry everybody in the world has mm-hmm. a vice their vice might seem to be something pure diet or Dr. innocuous, Pepper. diet Dr. Pepper, coffee. That's me. You know, fucking watching Dr. Phil every day at four <laughs> o'clock. Whatever it is, whatever your vice is, we all have yep. one, at and, least one. And then there's us who have multiple yeah. vices. So. And then statistically, <laughs> things like gambling, alcohol, smoking, yeah, those are tend to be vices shared by a large. A very wide population. Well, and the vices that create the bigger endorphin rush are the ones that people are going to gravitate towards when they're living a hardship because it's their escape. Right. Like, how do you get past? How do you get past quarantine? Drink a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It. We're we're seeing it in today's age. How did I survive? So crazy time. And in addition to all of this violence, it's just there the whole time between 1880 and 1900, there were like four fires that raised buildings to the ground in certain areas of the city. One of those fires pretty much destroyed the entire business district. So as we go in and we start to talk about some of the fun haunted places in Jerome, you'll find that a lot of these buildings were built on top of the ashes of burned down buildings, if not one, and and sometimes not just one, but two, maybe three, depending on how many fires had gone through there. So this caused the, not the government, the, the, the council, whatever ruled the city back then. To put strict regulations around building codes, making them fireproof. So now you have spirits that died in the fire, mm-hmm. too. It just keeps adding to itself, right? I Trauma. feel like I would say that the thing that I'm the most thankful for about modern society is fireproofing. Totes. The fire fact that, like, you hear fire codes and making yeah, sure you, you have doors and hear about, like, and... just like 150 years ago about. These stories of fires that ravaged through entire yeah. towns, the Chicago fire multiple yeah. times in almost every major city. There's like a huge fire that burned mm-hmm. the whole thing to the ground, yeah, and I like agree. that shit doesn't happen anymore. There was a, really, there was a thank huge God yeah. wildfires. About yeah, it. wildfires yeah. are something else. There but. was a, there was a huge fire in Toronto in the late 1800s. Yeah. Like just the Chicago fires. Like they learned like, from their all, mistakes. Mrs. O'Leary's cow burned. 
burn down half the city. Yeah. Isn't uh-huh. that like the thing? I don't even know if that's true or just a joke these days. But, but Mrs. O'Leary's cow started the Chicago fires by remember? knocking over a lantern in their in yes. the barn. Do you remember the movie Roxanne? Yes. With Steve Martin. Yes, I love and, that movie. Yes, and do you remember how the cow was involved in the fire at the end? Because they worked, they were all like volunteer fire That's department. That's right. Do you remember? And it was all a joke on, I think oh, I think it was oh supposed to be a joke on Mrs. O'Leary's cow. But I was young enough when I watched the movie, and I haven't seen it for fucking years that I'm not sure. Oh, we should watch it and find out. Totally. Anyway, now that we're smarter and we're not <laughs> little kids. We're smarter. Worldview well, is bigger. Uh-huh. I said your your worldview is a little. Oh, bigger. so you're saying I'm not smarter? Uh, no, <laughs> That's I was what saying, you're saying. You're I was saying that my, you're, you're more you're cultured. Not, you're not giving kids enough credit. I'm more experienced. Yeah. What? No. What do you mean we're not giving kids enough credit? Like they're not the, stupid. The Jesse. mark they're of just intelligence. The mark of intelligence. They're ignorant. Is. Can we say ignorant then? Because that's what you're saying. You're not stupid. You just don't know. I ate my words the moment I said that when I remembered this TikTok video that I saw of these two toddler boys taking turns, like running around a trash can that was like the step trash can. Oh, I've seen that. And one. they're like stepping on it and like smacking each other in the head, like ding. And, and, and then they would they're like taking turns. Laugh, like, yeah. And like my turn and like run around and then like ding. And then like, ah. No, kids are stupid. I mean, kids tell are me honestly, stupid. you haven't done something like that yeah. in your life. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. I was a kid. Because kids are fucking stupid. I wasn't stupid. even just a kid. In high school, we decided to play tennis, but on, but instead of like actual tennis, it was like weird volleyball with a giant exercise ball. So when I was in high school, those yoga balls were not oh, yeah. prevalent. They weren't everywhere. And like, and our whole goal was to try to hit each other in the face. Like, I want to do that. That yeah, sounds. I fun. know. Let's go. What I really, really but want. But I'm saying we're stupid. It's like one of those giant inflatable like hamster wheel balls, essentially oh, that yes. you like run around it and you can like run into each other and like yep. roll down the hill. And yes. Roll head yes. over feet. Yeah. I want one of those. I would puke in she, it. Yeah, I was gonna say Jesse would, would barf, but I would I puke won't. in it so nobody'd want to ride in mine. <laughs> You have to have your own. I'd yeah. claim it. I'd You'd puke. have to pay like the I'd biohazard like, oh. fee. I'd just puke in it to claim it. it. Be like, oh, this is my ball. Sorry, guys. Uh, I puked in it. You, uh, can, you can ride in it if you want. No, no thanks. I'm okay. just imagining you like not intentionally puking, but you accidentally roll down a hill and then you're just like throwing up as you're being thrown <laughs> down the hill like, and it's just like covering you. you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a stupid bad like Seth Rogen movie yeah, or something. Is. Like We boom. should not do that. We won't invite you, Jasmine. If we ever decide oh, to go do oh. that. <laughs> I ride roller coasters. I've never once thrown up on a roller coaster. It's always after it stops and I get off and walks a little bit. So I could roll in that hamster ball and I probably you won't puke. You just can't stop. Until if you, you stop if, you, if I get out fast enough, I probably won't puke in it just next to it. Okay. Well, then maybe we'll invite you. I can't we believe you just said we're not inviting you, Jess. <laughs> you're not like, allowed to you're come. You're not allowed to come if you're going to barf all over. <laughs> you and dad can stay home. <laughs> you wonder why dad and I are so close. Fuck you guys. Yeah. And it's time for break because I finished everything I was going to say. That's a wrap. All right. Break time. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get rid of my hiccups. I know. 
All right. Well, All right. when we come it. back, you'll get to hear about the haunted places in Jerome. I want to go. Cut that out because I'm an idiot. Hey, little shemmies. Thanks for tuning in. While we were on our break, I just wanted to let you guys know how you can get a hold of us if you wanted to send us an email with your spooky stories. I'm still waiting for you to tell me those so I could tell them to you. Our email is ffsthepodcast at gmail.com. We'd also love to hear from you on the various social media sites. We're ffsthepodcast on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. You can find us at E-F-F-E-D up story time. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. We love you, Shemmies. And uh, back to the show. I you call do. you Banan most of the time. You do call me Banan. Like, <laughs> pretty much exclusively. <laughs> my nickname. Like banan. Oh, I don't even have my headphones on. What the hell, Jess? My nickname for Belly was Monkey Butt. Ah, I keep getting Monkey shocked. Butt. I heard that one in my headset. <laughs> in my right yeah, ear. Yeah, the blanket. That might be contributing. It's like the fourth like, time. I thought it, I thought it was just a normal sound I thought pop, so, too. But, but the fact that she went, ah. Right after, right after makes me wonder oh, if I heard oh, the shock. I think pop. you did because it was from my microphone. Uh, ouch! <laughs> All right. Well, we Ooh. are back from break. I'm yeah. off of the floor. Huh, Hannah's yeah. moving around like I kind of liked it when she was on the floor. I though did. I'm not sure how <laughs> they feel about okay, this. Okay, I'll go back. <laughs> it's my yeah. turn. <laughs> um, so now we're going to talk a little bit about Haunted Jerome, Ooh. Arizona. Ooh. There are so many different stories that I just want everybody to know. This is a tiny little sampling. And maybe someday we'll do another episode, Jerome, Arizona, part two, and tell about Can some of the other. on it? That would be so much fun. That would be ah, that fun. Would be I thought about that halfway through doing this story. <laughs> But I will tell you, so I had a totally different story planned, and that's in my back pocket. You guys don't get to know what it is, because I'll tell it someday. <laughs> All right. But on Thursday, we just had a uh, bi-weekly team meeting, and we were just chatting, and we didn't have any business to talk about, so we started. To- so we just started talking about random stuff, and my boss was talking about how he watched this creepy episode of Unsolved Mysteries on his lunch break. And then he has his office in the basement and he was totally freaked out <laughs> in the basement. And then he had a meeting where with someone who had no clue that he was kind of freaked out, who randomly said, look like something just flew behind you. Like, so he was all freaked out. So we started talking about hauntings and a couple of my team members brought up Jerome, Arizona, and we're talking about it. And so on Thursday, I switched my story to <laughs> Jerome, Arizona, because it just sounded fun it, it does sound fun i'm looking forward to it so all right so i'm f- looking forward to the haunted hamburger anyway so the first haunted place we're going to talk about is the town community center official name lawrence memorial center or or i'm sorry lawrence memorial hall but it has affectionately been dubbed spook hall <laughs> By the residents because of the experiences there. The I should say that current day, I didn't I didn't share this in here, but current day Jerome so Jerome was a was a very almost abandoned. It was officially a ghost town for many years, but has now built itself up into a an artist's community. 
um, and with tourism and things like that. Um, but a funny thing, so in the 50s is when it started to kind of decline, when the mine was closed in the 50s. And one of the residents made a sign, cracks me up, and where it's says uh, Jerome population and it says 15,000 and it's crossed out 10,000 and it's crossed out (laughs) 5,000 and it's crossed out. I think it does a 1000 and it's crossed out. And then the last thing it says is ghost town. So it's been credited as the, the U S first ghost town kind of thing. So it's kind of fun. So anyway, but it has built itself up into a fairly thriving community now. Artist community, lots of different studios. I and like that because that doesn't usually mm-hmm. happen with like old ghost towns, old mining towns. They're usually yeah. just like sit there. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, and it's been built back up into um, a lot of it came when companies started buying the old buildings and turning them into hotels and things mm-hmm. like that, too. Okay. So became a tourist destination. Yeah, I want to go. <laughs> okay, so anyway, all that said, we're gonna talk about Spook Hall. Spook Hall. How much did I sound like Belle when I did that? We're gonna talk. It was the good. perfect, it was perfect good. pitch. Yeah, I've always but been she good has at that. A, she has an edge to her. She voice does. She yeah. does. It like pierces your eardrums and nobody <laughs> else can it's match. A little extra kind of nasal. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You're no, just that's all fueling my dream more and more of becoming an anime voice actor. Yeah, oh, anime. I love- <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about Spook Hall. Now, I did leave out a lot of history of other things, but I'm going to share some additional history about these places as it comes up. So Spook Hall is the local community center. Now, before it was a community center, it was actually built as a JCPenney department store. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and before that, it was built on top of some of shacks, for lack of a better word, where sporting ladies which is what they call prostitutes. And like everything I read, it wasn't even just like one thing I read, sporting ladies in quotes. Um, so prostitutes. <laughs> so it was pro- I've never heard that term I before. either. Um, soiled doves was thrown around in quotes a lot. I've heard that one. Yeah. But sporting ladies. But I'm they like sporting that. ladies. Next time I, on my resume, when I'm a, I'm a sporting lady. Wait, wait you I are... You're a sex worker, mom? What? No. <laughs> it just sounds like I played tennis. <laughs> I'm a sporting lady. I played field hockey in high school. Sporting lady. Anyway, so one out of many prostitutes were stabbed to death in this area. Um, but this one specific prostitute is has been cited by many different people and is reported to have to stand in front of Spook Hall, linger for a few moments, then move towards a nearby hotel and vanish. Interesting. So it sounds to me like it would be a residual haunting. Mm -hmm. It seems like it. And it's been spotted by many... Like individual accounts, corroborating but independent accounts. Interesting. So that one's a little short one. There's not a lot to tell about it, but it is... But um, to residents of Jerome, it's considered one of the most haunted uh, places there, uh, which is what earned the name Spook Hall. Spook Hall. But it's 
Man, it's got to be so prevalent if just that one instant dubs it. Has like to happen one, a lot. The one, you know, just right. like a count. If that's just a thing that happens all the time, what the hell else is going on yeah. in Jerome, Arizona, right? Yeah. Well, let's talk about the Mile High Inn. <clears throat> all right. Because we may be Denver, but there are other cities that are a mile high. And Jerome, Jerome is, dare they? Jerome is over 5,000 feet. That I couldn't, I never found. Is that 5280 though? Because we're 5280. I like, never found an exact height. It just over 5,000 feet. Isn't Denver like exactly a mile high though? Like 5280? So. Like the, the, the center or something of Denver. Probably. Or I just know that the purple line on the Rocky Stadium marks a mile, a mile high. high. Yeah. So there's somewhat, so maybe there are places in Denver that are exactly, um, exactly yeah. a mile yeah. high, and but it's close enough in feet when you're talking about 5,000 feet that we right. can claim that we are yeah. the mile high city. But that's, that's one thing that Kyle told me. Is yeah, that, the that, purple, that is accurate. I the know purple that too. And because of that wonderful thing, we're all going to have heart disease to a mile um, degree really because nice. of the altitude. When Let's I go down go. to California and can keep up with all of Kyle's friends yeah, when no we drink. Shit. Yeah. I hate going to lower altitudes. I oh. swear the air is thicker every time. Oh. Are we ready? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Mile high in. So as we know, throughout history, sex workers, prostitutes, whatever name you want to give them, women of the night, soiled sporting ladies, sporting ladies, were often the targets of brutal, violent crimes. They were easy targets. They were considered people who... Um, other people wouldn't miss. Still right? are. The left still, still are, yep. Yep, exactly. So the Mile High Inn is a very, very interesting place in Jerome, Arizona. And you have to remember, like, Jerome was almost like the definition of the Wild West. I mean, there were gunfights and saloons and gambling and bar fights. Um, so much so that a New York newspaper dubbed it the wickedest city in the West. Wow. Now, That's the Mile cool. High Inn was actually, back in the copper boom days, owned by Madame Jenny Banters and was a brothel for the miners of the town. It was owned by a woman. It was. Yeah. Most brothels were. And That's cool. Not only was it owned by Madame Jenny Banters, but Madame Jenny Banters, Madam Banters, Madam Jenny, I don't know, are we on a first name basis? <laughs> um, was one of the richest people in Arizona. Damn. So I did find out actually, well, just like what Hannah was talking about, about how like most women owned brothels, like in uh -huh. Salida, like half of Salida was built because one of the brothel owners, yeah. you know, like funded most of the building for it. It's it's a and vice. And she was like, yeah. yeah, one of the richest people in that part of the it's, state. It, it's a vice <clears throat> stock. So the commodities that you will never see drop, even during a depression or recession, mm -hmm. are the vice mm -hmm. commodities: gambling, mm -hmm. drinking, mm -hmm. sex, smoking, sugar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so though, so there are companies that actually build like vice mutual funds. That their whole goal is to invest in vice stocks that are supposedly you know recession proof yeah but anyway so so i mean think about the money that was rolling in yeah 
I mean, Hannah watched Harlots. Yeah, I watched Harlots. <laughs> I didn't, but you know, it's a very good I've, show. I've done research it is about good. history. <laughs> Old West towns are a uh, just like a guilty pleasure of mine. Just like researching about. Yeah, like Hannah was talking about how like girls and gays have three areas of history that they're obsessed with, and like this Old West hmm. is one of mine. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, yeah, we talked about yeah. that in another yeah. podcast because I was like, Egypt. <laughs> Egypt. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> Egypt, Egypt, and Egypt. So, Madam Jenny Banters, one of the richest people in Arizona, owned the building that is now the Mile High Inn. An interesting thing about this building is that even before she owned it, it was built sometime after 1899. And it was actually built over ashes of a previous building. But it was built with an 18-inch thick stone wall to fireproof it. which actually Because they had had so many fires? uh Which actually proved helpful. There were a couple fires and a couple of rebuilding periods. But because they built the foundation and the walls and all of that out of stone, they were able to rebuild. The owner who built it... Um, also, I forget his name. I don't know why I didn't write it down. It was Danny O something, I think. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, because his, his son, Danny O something Jr., inherited it. I don't remember. But Danny okay. something. Anyway, the guy who built oh, it and owned it, it was originally oh. built as a saloon. And uh, he was one of the few people who was smart enough to get insurance on his building as well. So the first fire that took it out, he actually got insurance for it. So he was a pretty smart man. Built it well, insured it. So it's actually still kind of there today, which is exciting, right? That is cool. Yeah. Um, so when Jenny moved into that house, it was her home as well as her po- very popular bordello. So this was one of the most popular, if not the most popular, bordello or brothel in Jerome, and trust me, there were a few of them. <laughs> so poor Jenny, while she had a thriving business for many years, and be, which helped propel her to one of the richest people in Arizona, um, ultimately the town at one point decided to become more civilized and forced all of the brothels to move off Main Street, including Jenny's, so ultimately... She ended up in what's called Husband's Alley, where all the sex workers went after they were forced to move off Main Street. And unfortunately, despite how good of a businesswoman she was, Jenny was murdered, stabbed to death by one of her clients after she had moved over to Husband's Alley. I mean, it became much more or much less regulated, right? Because it wasn't in a brothel like that. So, um, interesting thing, though, is that even though she lost her life in Husband's Alley, Jenny's spirit haunts her formal brothel. Where she spent most of her time. And and she lived. It was her home. Her home, and yeah. So, many have seen her in what's now called the... I think I forgot to mention this. So, the Mile High Inn now has actually been converted into an inn. Um, with eight guest bedrooms. So some of these... Only eight? Well, yeah, it wasn't a huge brothel. So think about, I mean, it had a ground floor um, and then a second floor with rooms for the prostitutes or the sporting ladies to entertain (laughs) in. But it 
it wouldn't have been huge. Yeah, I guess. I, again, am taking this from a TV show, uh, Harlots, as I have mentioned. <laughs> and Where just thinking like of like mansion. how many people they fit in the houses on Harlots. <laughs> right. I mean, not... I feel like it was more than eight. Maybe not men. Well, they more. probably shared rooms. It doesn't mean they had rooms. more than eight rooms, though. That's true. Fair I enough. I think we were saying the same thing, weren't we? Well, I said they might, might have shared rooms, yeah, too. They so. might have had two ladies to a room. Who knows? But now it's an eight-room inn. Um, but anyway, so in this end, guests and staff alike, many, many people have seen her in what's called the Lariat and Lace Room, just an apparition of her. She's also sighted in the kitchen. Excuse me, guys. Sorry, I got distracted <laughs> by my need to burp. Um, so she's also very fond of the kitchen and makes her presence known by throwing Items that have been left out of place. Nice. So if they're put on a shelf in what's considered the wrong place, it'll fly across the room. Goals. I would be Spirit getting hit goals. in the head with shit all the time. Spirit um, goals. This doesn't belong here. Bop. <laughs> <laughs> She's also been attributed to rearranging furniture in that, the parlor. That just further... Uh, proves my personal theory that ghosts are just like equally as confused and they think that we're haunting them. I they're agree like, with you. Totally. Why the fuck is all this shit in my apartment different? They're like, that's not I where know. this goes. Oh, they're frustrated yes. having to move their furniture <laughs> like, back. who moved my couch? <laughs> yeah. Instead of who moved the cheese, who moved my couch? <laughs> that is my ghost book totally writing it. Who moved my couch? Who moved the cheese? And then she's also attributed to Causing fan blades to move when the fan is turned off. That's so a, spinning fan blades. That's one thing that I, that's like probably the top thing that I focus on when I'm trying to work on my telekinetic abilities because <laughs> I feel like a fan blade would be easy to move. Right, They're it's already oiled yeah. and loose. heavy. Yeah. And I also lay awake at night, not able to sleep, staring at my fan. So I, I've had a lot of practice. Let's try. Which direction okay. are we trying yeah, to we make have it to go? Pick a direction. <laughs> we should though. try to make it go that this way. This Yes. Counterclockwise? Yes, counterclockwise. counterclockwise. Okay. It's, win- it's winter. Don't you do counterclockwise when you want to circulate warm air? Um, sure. uh, what are we trying to... I'm, what is it? When you're trying to manifest something, you want to go clockwise? When you're trying to banish something, you want to go yeah, counterclockwise? Yeah, you want to go wittershins when oh, you so don't... want to go clockwise? <laughs> That's what it's called. Wittershins is counterclockwise. That's yep, always yep, for yep, banishing... And uh, yeah, so we should go you clockwise. Go oh, so we want to go clockwise. So we want to go clockwise. Okay. So. Where Belle's sitting, I can't really yeah. tell what way her circle okay, is going. Let's go. Okay, are we ready? That we way. all got it? We all got yes, it? we all got it. Can you imagine if it moved? Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, we would have a new podcast. <laughs> like, people would experience our podcast being made in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> all right, now stop distracting me, Anna. How long do we try before we decide we can't do it, guys? I was focusing so hard. I felt hard. like I was going to get close. I, I felt, felt like I was getting really close. I was close. thinking about did if I we do it, out? then which one of us did it? How do we know which one of us <laughs> has What if we can't do it we without all of us? Hold oh. Oh. What, if, <laughs> <laughs> what if in our family we have to have a minimum? Oh, my God, Salem. What if we have to have a minimum of four people in our circle for things to work? And that's why you and Kelly and I have never been able to get anything to happen yeah, because the, the power of, of three is only for the charmed ladies. Right. We have uh. to have the, the quad <laughs> spectrum. Power of quads. 
the quad spectrum. Your burps are rebellious. I'm gonna, de- <laughs> I'm gonna, right, I'm gonna design focus. a quad spectrum instead of the or a quad trifecta instead of the triketra. I'm gonna design a quad ketra. Power of four compels you. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> to move. Box them in with your power of four. Anyway, so the other thing besides the fan blades moving, which is what totally got us off track (laughs) and created the bonus content we're going to put on Patreon of us trying to make a fan blade move with our minds. I don't know if that's Patreon content because we're just sitting here We're just sitting in silence. No, no. I'm (laughs) telling you, people go on Patreon for those weird, off-the-wall, non-mainstream things. Anyway, so the last thing at the Mile High Inn that happens that's attributed to... Jenny is that maids often report radios turning on by themselves as soon as they enter a room to clean it. Mm. Oh, but I have more Mm -hmm. because Jenny isn't the only ghost that's seen there. It is also reported by both guests and staff that they have seen the spirit of a cat roaming the halls. I know. I thought we'd all love this. Right. So, so many guests have reported seeing this cat, oh, I love a ghost um, cat stooping to pick it up where as they reach for it, it vanishes before their eyes. Not vanishes like ran away like cats do. Right? No, it just goes poof. It's gone. Um, that would be heartbreaking. I know, right? <laughs> God, I just keep thinking of when like, we stayed what? at the Crescent and they actually have a cat. If I had walked up to that cat to pet it and it disappeared, <laughs> I don't know what I would have well, done. And then you just I don't know if think, I would have like, been scared or sad. What kind of tragic thing had to happen to that cat make to it, make it a I, ghost? Right? What makes an animal a ghost? <laughs> Although maybe they just love... Maybe their owner became a ghost because it is rumored that this cat is the spirit of Madame Jenny's beloved pet cat. Does that mean that Ollie ah. will, if I'm a ghost, that I'll have a little Ollie ghost too? I have a Nilbog ghost and I swear to God. I believe it. Uh, shit keeps falling off of my bookshelves for absolutely no Where reason. Where he liked to knock but shit he, off. He always loved to knock shit off of the bookshelves. So he's haunting me, that little fucker. I swear to God. <laughs> When Buddy's gone, he's going to haunt me and somehow manifest real poops in random places of the house. <laughs> there have been times where I have felt what, to me, laying in bed, I have felt a cat jump on the bed, walk up bo- mm. alongside me, and lay down next to me, and I'll go to look at which cat it is, and there's no cat there. And I think Loki. that I think it's Worm. I honestly, was say Worm yeah. first, but because I don't think Loki is haunting me. But ever since Worm died, but Briar died around the same time as Worm. Mm. But I feel like Briar would be in my face if she was gonna <laughs> so come and snuggle with me. It would so. be like that horror haunting of the lady who sits on your chest so you can't breathe <laughs> but it'd just be Briar straight like, up if Ollie were haunting me it would just be me waking up to his face a centimeter away from my and, face for just like a brief moment yeah, and I would be like, going oh. like oh. And, and then, then it'd be gone <laughs> so guests also report paw prints appearing on their made beds Aww. little paw prints mm-hmm. as well as feeling a cat brush against their legs and ankles uh-huh. and hearing a cat meow. Oh, it's pretty cute. I just want the ghost kitty. Like I know. as bad as it as weird as it is, I'm just sitting here thinking I want all my cats to haunt me as long as they can't really poop anywhere. They can't poop anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so there's another ghost that is often seen there. It is an elderly gentleman ghost. 
um, seen roaming the inn. He is specifically seen wearing vintage work clothes and a felt hat. And he is uh, most often seen in the pillow talk and kiss and tell room. So you can see how the Mile High ah. Inn has added some fun brothel yeah. room names. Lariats and lace, pillow talk, kiss and tell. <laughs> kiss and tell. Um, so those are the two rooms that he kind of haunts. It's kind of his his place. And he's often seen looking out the window in the pillow talk room down into the alleyway there. And in the kiss and tell room, he has been attributed to pictures moving, being mo- switched around, taken off the wall and put in the armoire, as well as the armoire doors opening and closing on their own. Wow. Okay. There are some other specific spirits there that we're not going to talk about, but some of the other phenomenon people experience are cold winds, seeing dark apparitions, hearing whistling and singing, um, things moving on their own, locked doors opening on their own. That's creepy. Um, and appliances, lights, and other things turning on and off by themselves, as well as phantom as well as phantom smells of roses. And perfume. Okay. So they've got a they lot. they got a lot of activity in that place. Um, we should go visit. I want to go. I know that. Sh- I want to go to Jerome, Arizona. Like, now. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Like, that's, like, where I want to go next. Yeah, so I, I think, think we, should, we go. should go. I think there's a lot of places we need to go visit as a podcast. Okay. Well, if we go, this last place I'm going to talk about, which is in no way the last haunted place in Jerome, just uh-huh. the last we're going to talk about on this podcast, is where we should stay. Okay. And that is the Jerome Grand Hotel. So the Jerome Grand was originally built as the United Verde Hospital in 1927. So this is the crazy thing about Jerome and thinking about the the time, so the era that we're in, and thinking about the era that we're in currently, you know, 1927, there was a lot there were a lot of structural issues. We already talked about the fires, but there were also a lot of landslides and disruptions due to mining blasts as well as the whole thing is on this incline so there was just erosion and crumbling so there wasn't a lot of stability and the what is now the Jerome Grand Hotel actually was the fourth hospital built in Jerome a lot of that due to some of that due to growth they just needed more hospitals but some of that due to deterioration for example one of the hospitals that preceded it like lost like a whole wing in a collapse because of how it's built and the mining going on. So, so that's important to know because the Jerome or I'm sorry, the United Verde hospital was what some say even to this day would be considered an engineering marvel, but it was built on a 50 degree slope. It was fireproof (laughs) and it could withstand Nearby blasts of up to 260,000 pounds. So wow. it truly was built to for Jerome, Arizona. It was built against all the known yeah. potential catastrophes. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes sense, right? Because you had part of another hospital collapsing and things yeah. like that. They're learning from their mistakes. Mm-hmm. So the hospital operated from 1927 to 1950, which is coincidentally the same time the mines closed down, and remained empty until 1994. 
and was bought by the Althair family and turned into the Jerome Grand Hotel. Ah, that's cool. So creepy hospital turned into a hotel. I know, right? <laughs> I've been to one and stayed in one. Where? A uh, Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we went there on spring break. It was me, mom, and dad. I remember and Evie. when yeah. you took the trip, but I didn't know you stayed there. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know we were gonna stay there because I always when I I I don't ever want to take a vacation without mom ever again. Yeah, because I know. I'm just like plan it. Yeah. What, do, what do I owe you? What do I need to bring? Yep. Where am I going? So I didn't know we were staying Easy in it until we got there. And mom's like, oh, yeah, we're staying at the Crescent. Great. So let's rewind back to when the hospital was built. Almost immediately after the hospital opened, people began reporting odd things. Now, the hospital wasn't built on any big specific ruins, but it was built in an area that had experienced a lot of trauma. And that's just the area of Jerome. So between the time they were founded and when the hospital opened, there had been several different epidemics. There were two smallpox epidemics, like a year apart, if I remember right. And part of the, uh, what, 1917 uh, Spanish flu epidemic came through there. the first coronavirus, yeah. So there's, there's a lot of theories that some of these odd things that people were seeing immediately after it opened can be attributed to people who whose lives were lost in those epidemics and have been attracted to the hospital because it's what they would have because gone they to w- if maybe probably died in a hospital or, or wanted medical wanted attention. medical exactly yeah. interesting yeah um, so some of the things that were reported while it was still a hospital well first of all you have just to put it in more context sorry. Think about what's going on in that hospital. This is the boom of the copper mine. So there are people there who are losing limbs, Mm -hmm. dying horrific deaths from lung issues, from mine collapses and gases and burns and crushed pieces of them. So so, this is what's going on here in addition to potential residual spirits from the past, right? Yeah, you've got accidents and then on top of that you've got the slow lingering death Mm -hmm. of other illnesses. And part of the hospital was also an asylum. Oh, so you've got got the emotional emotional ailments as well as the physical Mm -hmm. ailments, right? And so... Some of the things that they reported pretty immediately after the hospital opened and while it was still a hospital are sounds of coughing, moaning, and distress. So phantom sounds that can't be traced to a source, um, as well as hearing footsteps going up and down hallways, objects moving, doors opening on their own, appliances turning on. Even into modern days, so after it was turned into a hotel in 1994, experiences were reported pretty much as soon as it opened. And it's kind of become a thing where they believe that the housekeeping staff is kind of the target of some of these haunters. Oh, yeah. um, Because they will hear their names. Oh. And when they go into rooms, things will be moved or things will be turned on. But all of the housekeeping staff reports that they're kind spirits because when they ask them to knock it off, they do. Well, and I wonder if they pick on the housekeeping staff just because they're the most familiar. They're probably the people that are there the most often, like consistently. 
And they also know that they recognize, like, if something's moved. Like, a guest isn't going to know if they go into your room and see something moved. But they can fuck with them more. They can interact with them more. I just want to say that the sounds of coughing, moaning, and distress are what Brigitte hears when I'm downstairs. (laughs) But you're not a ghost. But but if you die and then she continues to hear that, then... That's, yeah, she can trace it to a source right now. But if you're Don't die. Don't die. And if you do want to haunt a place, I know you live there, but come haunt me because I'll miss you. So we're going to talk about the most famous ghost at the Grand Hotel, Claude Harvey. So Claude Harvey was a maintenance worker at the hospital. In 1935, Claude's body was found in the basement pinned under the elevator. Oh no. So the elevator was pretty cool when it, it was put in and when it was built and a little bit ahead of its time. It was built to go slow because potentially injured patients being transported in it. It was built very big, so medical equipment so to give you an idea on our high rises today, the elevators in those will go at 800 miles per hour. Really? This That's was crazy. this was built to go at 50 miles per hour. So That's still pretty fast for an elevator. It is but fast. I guess maybe wonder how fast our elevator at work goes, Bell. Oh yeah. I can't imagine it goes 50 that fast. 50 miles an hour, you think? Nah. But think about like even mom's building when she worked downtown at white and steel oh that one was like turbo like on the 20 something floor and it was like we should get back to our story before hannah melts from pain (laughs) the end is in sight guys we've almost reached our destination no more rest stops between here and our end destination though right oh we're just getting there we're getting there to the rest stop i guess it's it's the the end of the road never mind That's why I was confused. <laughs> okay. So the most famous ghost, Harvey or Claude Harvey, 1935, found in the basement, pinned under the elevator. Oh. The 50 mile per hour elevator. How did now, he get pinned under there? I was talking uh, to Hannah. He just was found pinned under. Nobody there. knows. So his death was ruled an accident. So, like, I don't know, he fell asleep under the ele- in the elevator shaft under it. He tripped and fell. I don't know. It was ruled an accident. Despite the investigation determining that the elevator didn't kill him. What? Oh. So he was found. That's what so I was, was going to say. He was obviously dead before he was put under the and elevator. Was he was <laughs> found under the elevator. His injuries were a broken neck, which was the cause of death, and a small mark behind his ear. No other injuries or marks were found. Was it like an injection site? And this we is don't when? Know. What year was this? 1935. So it could have been an injection site. So, so, But it was ruled an accident. And there are many theories about who might have killed him from the... That's just really from weird. Not the, from like the mafia to the... To, to all sorts of things, but most believe that he was killed beforehand and planted under the elevator. That's what it sounds like it to just me. Like I mean, first of neck, all, yeah. it's a f- moves 50 miles an hour. How could he have not gotten out of the way? Well, I mean, that's pretty fast, but fell. still. Because it has to be like. A- yeah, if he tripped and fell. Well, no, but the thing about it is. And just in the right is position. Is that if he tripped and fell and hit his head or whatever, there would have been. 
evidence well, of that. The fact he that he a, if only cons- had a broken contusion. neck, like exactly. he would have had bruises. Well, and if or... he was pinned under the elevator, uh-huh. why were there no crushing? Yeah, injuries. Uh-huh. Now I don't know. Maybe this elevator doesn't go all the way to the bottom, which but I could then see. If he but was like, pinned under and there were no crushing injuries, why didn't he crawl out from under? Well, and pinned implies tight enough that, you that you're can't, stuck. Yeah, that you're but stuck. But then they should have found him alive. Then, unless he was crushed enough that he it crushed him and died him and killed him (laughs) (laughs) but i thought you said there was no crushing but that's what i'm saying there was no evidence of crushing like so it's weird right it's fucking weird it is weird it was somebody fucking killed him and put him under the elevator since his death people have reported seeing lights in the elevator shaft um, have heard the elevator operating when it's not actually operating. So they've gone out and it's not moving, but they hear it. Seeing a shadowy man in the basement and on the stairs, as well as near the elevator. I the, think we should solve his case. I know, right? <laughs> the man, and the man is often described as appearing angry, but he's never harmed anybody just seen, he's angry he, that he got murdered yeah, and he's nobody just solved a grumpy his case. old ghost. He's a grumpy old ghost, right? Now, I'm not going to go. There are tons of different spirits that we could talk about specifically, but we're not going to go into that because it's just like so much. Yeah. Um, but there were so many different deaths, suicides, murders. There was a shooting at the hospital, but there are spirits everywhere. Um, some of the most commonly reported are a man in a wheelchair. Um, and there, this is attributed to. When it was still a hospital, there was a man in a wheelchair who rolled off a balcony, believed oh. to be suicide. Oh, he rolled himself off a balcony? That's, that oh. is what is believed, but we also know that Claude died by accident. So yeah. <laughs> It makes sense, though. Suicides, I can understand being hauntings. Well, you got to think about was, what might cause a haunting. Trauma, was, right? He was an amputee. So we already had a lot mind. of trauma. So he may have not wanted to live. He may have been suicidal, but now he's haunting. So it's uh, so they've seen that. There was also a caretaker who hung himself. So after the hospital closed in 1950, um, for a while it was maintained still. So it wasn't open, but they had a caretaker who maintained it. And then I think in like 70-something, 70 77 maybe, that's when they were like, oh, we're not going to take care of it anymore. And then it was bought in 1994. But so a caretaker during the time they were still maintaining it hung himself there. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, why? Did, did there you was, find any reason why? Like, Nope. Okay. There was also during the time that this one was during the time that it was open, there was a maintenance man who hung himself in the basement. Lots just, of hanging. Lots of death. There's also reports of... Um, people jumping off, so suicide by jumping, suicide. all sorts of stuff. Weird. Um, but the one, the the specific people that are reported seeing is a man in a wheelchair, and then the caretaker who hung themselves. And there's just so many stories. But that was the last main one I'm going to tell. Just so you guys, just for your own information, maybe a second episode. Some other places that are pretty haunted and notable in Jerome, Arizona, are the Connor Hotel. Um, it originally was a saloon with gambling, billiards, went through several fires. 
And reports of hearing whispers, feeling cold chills, moving objects are reported there. Another extremely haunted place is the Crib District or Husband's Alley. So this is where all... So before prostitution was illegal, but when the town was trying to be more respectable, they pushed all of the brothels off Main Street. So there could not be any prostitution on Main Street. And they were all forced into this husband alley, husband's alley or the crib district. Um, And there were so many murders there um, and killings there that there are lots of different sightings that happen there. There's also Ghost City Inn, which is another hotel. And then the haunted hamburger. <laughs> so, yeah. so the haunted. We missed the initial where Hannah was like, "They have a place called the haunted hamburger." Oh, I, I didn't record. Oh no, because I'm a fucking loser. Oh, whatever. But the haunted hamburger um, is the name they gave it. So owners bought it. I forget exactly when to turn into a restaurant. And during renovations, they started experiencing. A lot of activity, things moving, hearing things, you know. Yeah, typical ghost activity. And so it became, so now the restaurant is the Haunted Hamburger. Haunted Hamburger. But it's in a historic building, you know. That's cool. That's fun. I love shit like that. Pretty much, I think, I feel like if we went to Jerome, pretty much every building that is still standing from that time is probably haunted in we some way. We should plan a trip. We should actually from plan after plan are probably haunted it. too. It's Stay. only like I mean, it's 13 close. hours. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's, it's less than we, that. It's like 12 so, hours. Get drive down on a Friday yeah. night. Yeah. The five of us. That's nothing. Jesse's like car rotate. fits everything. It does. Everyone. Everything and around. everyone. But not much luggage if we have everyone in But I'm just thinking like a weekend. I'm thinking we go down on a Friday night. We drive up, maybe take Monday off, drive up on Monday. Or on f- oh my god, yeah, let's do, do it. Let's do that would be it. a lot of fun. Well, <laughs> signing off from Jerome, Arizona, mm-hmm. the wickedest city in the West. Nice. Yeah. We're going. Yeah. We've been planning it already. You heard us just <laughs> yeah. now. All right. Well, that was a good story, Jesse. It was good. It, it was, was very spooky. Good. Very like, spooky. For real, I could do like five episodes. Like even with those places. I cut out ghosts that they talk about in the places I talked about. So yeah. it's not even just more places to talk about. There's just more experience. You could do a whole episode ghosts. on each place. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. totally. But I just, so. so I don't know. I was inspired by my coworkers and I can't wait to tell them tomorrow in our huddle that like, hey, I told this story <laughs> for you guys. That's awesome. I think that Fun. we should put it out to our shemmies. Um, we are going to take a trip to Jerome, Arizona. Not exactly sure when. We, I think I agree with you, Jess. The place to stay in is the old hospital. The um, Jerome Grand Hotel. The Jerome Grand Hotel. But if we have any listeners that have suggestions on yeah. places to visit, on places to go, um, send them to us. I mean, if we'll, we're going to... We'll record it all, so... If we're going to stay more than one night, though, too, we could hotel hop. So we could have it. It'd be a little bit more expensive, probably, but maybe not. Depends. True. It may be more expensive, but we could like if if it's not too expensive. If we're gonna stay three nights, we could do three different places. We could do the Jerome Grand, we could do the Mile High Inn. I wanna do that one. Mm -hmm. I want to stay in the lariats and lace room. That sounds kinky. That does sound kinky. So and wild westy. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, I think it's time for us to move on to things that don't suck. 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 Things that don't su
things that don't suck. They don't suck. They don't suck. Oh, yeah. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> All right, oh who God. wants to go first? I don't want to go anywhere. Um, things that don't suck. I'll go first. What doesn't suck is hearing Salem sing that note. Her daughters cringed and hated it, but I loved it. <laughs> It hurt my ear that's not covered with I'm my sorry. headphone. I just it hurt like, my ear with the headphones. I have both protected you. I mean, <laughs> I just immediately have had a flash of Salem with long, flowing, sort of mullet hair, but not quite. <laughs> but that 80s band hair. The shag. And spandex. The and shag going, is my cut. With her, with a spotlight on her and her head thrown back and going, ah, while spandex lightning bolts flash and behind her head. Spandex are not my clothes, but the shag is my cut. How? Um, I'll go next, I guess. Does it count towards ro- copyright if we don't sing the words and we just amorphously hung, hum, hum? I think we can hum any song we want. <laughs> That's our next episode. <laughs> just us humming an entire song. <laughs> Belle's going to go next. Um, my thing that doesn't suck is that yesterday we went with George's family to this like little pottery painting place. And I made a little a little teacup. And I'm very excited for it to be glazed. And saucer. And saucer killed. and teacup. Yeah, it was like a saucer. And it's not little. It's, yeah, the it's, it's like us. <laughs> like, okay, only people like my age are going to get this. But so I married an axe murderer, uh, teacup and saucer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm very excited. And it's be very cute. cute. And I love it. And I made a dragon. And so I'm going to just morph into that. That's going to be my thing that doesn't suck. <laughs> I painted a dragon. And I did it such It took us like four I hours. I was like the last person. I was literally the last. Belle's all like, can I help clean up your stuff? As she's Because she was the second to last person at the table. And uh, I'm so excited for my dragon. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for be all so of good. it. <laughs> What's your thing that doesn't suck? Do you suck? know what color it's going to be? I have an idea. It's supposed to be purplish. It's supposed to be kind of like the colors it looks like. The stuff I picked is actually, you know how some of them are like, it looks green and it ends up being orange when you fire it. But all of mine, so the picture you saw is kind of like what it's going to look like, but it's going to be more vibrant and deeper, hopefully. I don't know. It might have some sparkle on it. Mine, I got the little crackly kind, so it's going to look all crackly. Yeah, hers is going to look all crackly. And then I don't know what the orange is going to look like over the purple. We'll see what that looks like. Yeah, I did some blending on the nose, and I'm kind of curious how that's going to work, like what comes through, how it blends. You know what I mean? Like, because I've never done this before. So Mm -hmm. it was cool. I want to go back. I'm, We're gonna I'm go back, thinking, and you have to yeah, go. Yeah, you have Hannah, to go. I know. And you have to go, Jesse. And Evie and has to go have too. To go, Kelly. And you uh-huh. have to go, Evie. I'm already thinking about. And you have to go, mommy. Telling Kyle if we go to visit his family for Christmas, I want to try to see if we could drive out to Reno to see Aaron and Una, and then I'm gonna see if there's a pottery painting place there. Take Una to it. <laughs> Hannah, you look very unhappy. Tell me something that makes you happy. My thing that doesn't suck is that I get to go home and go to bed after this because oh my, my back hurts. Well, I'm sorry your back hurts. And I'm sorry we're no, it was so fun. Time, but we're happy to I enjoyed you. it. We love you. But I'm in a lot of pain. Hannah. <laughs> well, it was a good story. It, it was, was a good story. Sucks. We're gonna have to go back and record some of the other shit. Nami Beach. But. Bye. <laughs> But we'll go eat some lasagna first. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, thanks for tuning in, little Shemmies. Yeah, thanks for listening. We love listening. you, Shemmies. We love you. Love you, Shemmies. Everybody, out, please send all of your good energy Who? and say some prayers for Hannah's back. Said mm. shout and out. Hannah's pain because she feels in. like poo poo. Send banana good energy. Yeah. And no. the rest of us, too, because none of us are doing all that. Right. <laughs> uh, the sad's coming. Get ready the sad's for coming. the sad. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Bye. Ow. Somehow during my story, I drank like three times more than I planned on. I drank on. a lot during Was it even that long? It didn't even feel that long, right? I, I noticed.